Hey, Julie. Hey, Tony. Uh, welcome to episode 13 of Love ADHD. And I just found out before we hit record, you too are a fan of the number 13. Yes, I am. I love the number 13. One of my yeah, favorites you, for sure. Well, okay. So same. And when I did a 13th episode on the Mind the Mirror Me with my daughter, Mackie, then we pulled up fun facts of the number 13 and she didn't know that I really liked 13 and I do. And then I didn't know is that I always thought, is it because I'm left-handed and I have to be different because, you know, 13 can be, it can be bad luck and hotels don't mm-hmm. have a 13th floor and, and all those sort of things. But uh, is there any ADHD tie to the lucky number 13? Or you're not left-handed, right? No, I'm not. My daughter is. And my dad is. So my dad has 26 grandchildren. Only one of them is left-handed. She's mine. Hmm. Taking pride in things I can't control. Just that Exactly. Cool. There you go. Uh, yeah. Why, 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 why so, do you like 13? Well, I think maybe it has something to do with – I loved Halloween. I've always loved Halloween growing up. My dad was like uh-huh. obsessed with Halloween. Uh-huh. And so I love Halloween. I've always liked like – like normal, but not like I've always liked things that are just like a little bit creepy or a little that's bit edgy okay. or a little bit funky. And yeah. so maybe that's in part why I've liked 13 is because it was like 13 is like ominous and stuff. So I like kind of dig that. It's like yeah, not too much trouble, but just a little trouble. <laughs> just enough. You know? I like that's that. That's kind of yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I like that. And do you know, it was one of the first things I ever memorized I thought I was smart about was triskaidekaphobia, which is the fear of the number 13 and a very big word. Um, did you know that one? I had no idea. Look how smart yeah, yeah. you are. Wow. I know. Well, that's where, uh, and maybe that yeah. was it. Maybe that was, I think it was when I was, before I was 10, I learned that word. And maybe that is now why I find myself as a therapist talking about people's phobias that originated with me feeling better than someone else because I knew a big long word about something that is slightly <laughs> creepy. Okay. But welcome to 13. Mm-hmm. Now, when we last left, uh, it would she be our heroine? Is that Broccoli Punzel? Is that a heroine? Hero heroine? Oh, heroin is a drug. And also heroin hair. <laughs> Okay. Wait, heroin is a drug. I know, and I've Wait. never thought about that. Is, is it not hero and heroin? I think it is. Why is no one ever it pointing is. this out? Why is okay. no one talking about that? And <laughs> and in the pure veil of if ADHD, do you know I was in my mid to late 40s, and you'll appreciate this because you love this kind of humor, but I, I wake up one day and I think Winnie the Pooh, and I thought, why have I never giggled at that? Pooh. You haven't? No. I hate saying it. I hate I, even saying his name. I hate I it. I never thought. Why about would we that. do that? Why? Why do we ever? <laughs> why do we all sign off on this? That this was like don't adorable know. and cute. I don't like know. you know how I feel about these things. I'm like I Ooh. do, and I would have loved it. I would have made that you my would've. favorite person ever. <laughs> and every time it would have been Winnie the Pooh, Pooh Bear, Pooh Pooh. So that is funny. Where did we go with that heroin? There we go. Heroin. So where our heroin left off because this is part two. Yes. Right? We're gonna we're yes. breaking down broccoli punzel, which is yeah. so fun. Yes. And we're on part two. And you're right. When we left her, she was asleep in the refrigerator, dreaming of her life without broccoli because Hey, did right, you think very- at all about the fact that she slept in a refrigerator and then there's like a public service announcements about making sure that people can't access refrigerators when they've been thrown into the dump or something because it's a safety hazard? And I'm and I'm kind of no. jo- I'm not even really joking, but I thought I do feel like when did you write this book? How many years ago was it? Well, the original one, which had the refrigerator piece in it, because yeah. most of this, most of it stayed. It's just I added some backstory to like okay. Fairy Godmother and stuff. 2009. Okay. Wait for it. Yep. 2009. So 14 nope. years ago. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. 2009. Yep. So Fall I do wonder if some things that would come out today i wonder if somebody if somebody wants to find issue on with something they can find it so well uh, and i wrote it then but it wasn't officially published by a publisher until april of 2022 
So. Oh, okay. Okay. And no notes from the publisher of, can we make it a shoe box, you know, or something like that. But then we'd have to poke nope, holes nope, in the shoe nope. box so that they could breathe and all that kind of stuff. So. Nope. Nope. No. We're good. Okay. She's in the refrigerator. Here she goes. She wakes up. She wakes up and it's her, remember, just for one day. The fairy godmother, she's promised just for one oh, day. Yeah. I want you to go out, take your hands off your head, look around and see and just like be in your village. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm still kind of trying to show it. Yeah, I like it. There we there, go. That's better. That's better. Okay. Okay. In the morning, Broccoli Punzel's hand shook as she tightened the straps to her sandals. She stood up. Just for one day, she said to the mirror. She gave her reflection one last look and left the safety of the castle. The princess stopped at the gate and closed her eyes. She took a deep breath and whispered, one, whispered once more, just for one day. The gate creaked open and a girl with broccoli for hair stepped into the cobble, onto the cobblestones of Yellow Brick Avenue. Broccoli Punzel looked up at the sky. It was pretty. It was blue. She heard birds singing in the trees lining the street. And then the whispering, look, it's her. Where do you think she's going today? And with her hair looking so crisp. Her lip trembled just for one day. She kept walking and remembering her deal with Flora, she looked around. She saw a sea of faces. Every villager was staring except for one. Hmm. Any notes, champ? I mean, I could. I could go into the concept of her with the rejection sensitivity, but she did it anyway which is amazing. There's a concept in acceptance amazing. and commitment therapy where you can have feelings, but invite them to come along with you while you do, because your yes. feelings don't have to define you, which is they're there. We give them, we acknowledge them. So she's doing this like a champ. Well, and I think it's so neat because yes, yeah, so often we're afraid of like to not feel a certain way, which yes. is so stressful, so stressful to live that way, but to say, oh, I feel this way. And now I'm going to do this. Yeah. That's, that was a mantra actually that helped me a lot when I had really, really self-destructive thoughts is I would say, uh-huh. I had this thought and now I'm going to, I thought this and now I'm going to do this. Like nice. it was like unemotional, you know, yeah. that was yeah. very helpful in bringing that level of anxiety down because yeah. It's huge. You're right though. Cause people want to not have all the feelings and emotions. We don't want to feel uncomfortable and pain and sorrow. And yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. You ready? Yep. The man sat alone on the side of the road. He wore the clothes of a beggar and had a face to match. He wasn't looking at her. He was looking at the ground. He looked worried. Broccoli Punzel crossed the street. Hi. The man lifted his head. He stared. She swallowed. Are you okay? He looked down at his bare feet and nodded. Are you hungry? He nodded again. Broccoli Punzel dug through her satchel for food. Nothing. She kept searching. Ouch! Her finger touched something sharp at the bottom of her bag. She pulled out a pair of scissors she'd never seen before. She looked at them curiously, and then an idea came to her. Okay. I'm realizing, and again, this is an ADHD podcast, and how sometimes hilarious and insane my internal monologue is, because there were so many things there that I was thinking about. Even when she reached down in the bottom of her bag, then I went back to the, is this a heroin needle? And we find out that the there's a tragic turn. But then when she brought the scissors, and of course the next line was, and then she ran and ran and ran and ran because you're not supposed to roam with scissors. And then when she said, oh, he looked down at his feet and he had no shoes. And she said, are you hungry? And I thought, well, that's a little bit of a leap. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in my head that I, you know, I don't normally stop this long to just sit. Those are cool, right, Julie? Story. Yeah. So cool. 
It's so cool. Because <laughs> it's a great Wait, story. You, I don't want to say that. As if but that's you feel like the bad. author made a you, the author made a leap by not ha- him not having shoes on that he well, might be hungry. That's but, what you're okay. saying about the author, not me, but the author. Same the more. author, but then also <laughs> also the therapist in me says that I'm even there. I have to assume good intentions. There's a reason why that the author made that choice. And look at me 100%. observing and making a judgment. So I'm over there being ADHD and being hilarious all at the same time. Good job. It's Tony. fun. Fun to be in my head. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys? Yep. And this yeah. is like the Jesus this is like the Jesus oh. West scripture where it's so okay. short. Ready? But I love I love that's a great picture though. She her hair is mm-hmm. all out. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay, what's the she scripture? She started so, yeah. Okay. She started cutting her hair. The whispers were loud around her. Oh, it is just there it is. Whispers loud. Boom. Boom. The wi- okay, here's let's let's be super fancy in this. Julie, tell me about the choice, the brave choice you made with the uh, the whispers were loud. What a paradox. <laughs> tell me more about that. <laughs> You're so artsy. Wow. Thank okay. You. I feel like we should start snapping in this. <laughs> what was the brave jo- choice I made with the whispers were loud <laughs> yeah. around her? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I don't do half the things in my life with like having another reason. I just do I it. Remember impulsivity? Okay. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> really is. There are things though. But that's the thing is, but you and I both, like I have I have a very strong tendency to go really deep with stuff. Like I have to yeah. proactively do light things because I can oh, I just think things to death. And I think yeah. about the meaning of life every day of my life. <laughs> so it's funny to have someone be like, Why'd you do that? And I'm like, because I wanted to. Yeah. Why'd you name your kid that? Because I like the name. I'm like, yeah. oh, look at me just, just making but, crazy but then, Yeah, crazy but then other choices. times it's like, well, actually, when I was a young child, you know, I used to have this stick and it was my only and friend. there's not you know, a lot and, in yeah. between, right? No, the paradox, no. there's not a lot in between. There's not a yeah. lot of like, yeah, I kind of studied it out and then I did this. It's either like this is deep-rooted in years and years of trauma and all sorts of things or I just wanted it. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's crazy. Okay, here we go. Hands shaking, the princess gathered the broccoli in the skirt of her dress and put it in the man's empty hands. She looked into his eyes. I see you, she said. I'm scared too. He looked back at her. A tear fell down his cheek and he started to eat. The silence startled her. The whispers had stopped. Broccoli Punzel looked around. The villagers watched as the man ate and the princess sat beside him. She stood to leave. All at once, children were at her feet, tugging on the hem of her dress. Okay. Now oh, we've already, it's beautiful. We've already established the joke brain of mine. So in essence, or not even in essence, in reality, she was saying, you look sad. Here, have and eat some of my hair. Mm-hmm. And he yep. was like, sweet, right? He, he was crying. He wasn't just like sweet. He was like crying grateful. Yeah, no, about, but I mean, the eating her hair part, I think is where I'm kind of like putting my focus. Mm-hmm. Like, like if somebody's, if their hair wasn't broccoli and they see a poor man. But it is side. broccoli. Okay, okay, that's If we have time, remind me to tell you a story of a friend who accidentally threw some cereal at a homeless man trying to be oh. helpful. But anyway, okay, okay, that's for another thing though. Okay, okay, here we go. You ready? Are you yes. ready? Okay. Yes. Why is your hair green? Were you born like that? What's wrong with your hair? Their eyes were curious and sparkly. Worried, she took another breath, just for one day. She sat down again. My hair is green because it's made of broccoli. Broccoli is green. The kids leaned in closer. I've always looked like this. No one knows exactly why. Cool, said the boy in the middle. He was missing his two front teeth. 
I wish I had carrots for my hair. Carrots are my favorite. The princess laughed. Well, I don't have any carrots, but do you want some broccoli? The kids nodded eagerly. Broccoli Punzel grabbed her scissors. She snipped off a few locks and dropped them in their little hands. They smiled at her as they ate. She smiled back. Okay, I have good stuff on this one, Julie. I wrote it down even. Okay. When the boy said, I wish I had carrots for my hair, Broccoli Punzel was normalizing. I mean, so the, or he was helping her normalize her her hair, that it wasn't weird. It's like, I wish I had yeah. that too, which is kind of nice. Oh, cool. I have a deep, I have a for real serious deep thing. When he, she took a breath, all right, she, she took a breath and it said just for one day. And so that concept of taking a breath, can I go on a small ADHD tangent that I think will actually be powerful? Yes, you So may. today we're in a class, a teacher development class for Sunday school teachers today. And, and we're talking about object lessons. We're talking about what's going well and what isn't going well in people's classes. And I didn't tell this until the way home I was sharing with Wendy that when someone is called out, you know, and they feel like, oh man, the teacher might call on me, that it really does start to get a lot of, for a lot of people will get their heart rate elevating. And if their heart rate's elevating, then they're, they're starting to get into that fight or flight mode. Like, is this safe? And, and so I was talking about how, when you share something as a teacher, and you make it relatable, then the people that are listening are joining in. And so now they're starting to think of their experiences that are similar. So that calms their central nervous system. Their heart rate is lower. And so now they are, they're more likely to participate or join in. And I was just thinking of this all, I've never put this all together before. So then if you are, if you're as a teacher, you want to, you know, you think it will be helpful to say, okay, I could call on you guys at any minute now. So pay attention. I think it's actually the opposite because if, if you're going to call me at any minute, now I'm worried that I need to be ready. I need to be prepared. Um, did, would I have said it like that person did or not, which is going to cause your heart rate to elevate. And if your heart rate's elevating, now the cortisol is flowing throughout your, your bloodstream, which is the, causing you to have more anxiety and stress because you got to be ready. I mean, this is, this is fight or flight response. And so then, you know, the person isn't actually paying attention. And then when they don't get called on, you know, then they're like, okay, but now I'm next or, and it's just, it's a whole different experience. So the breathing, the in through the nose, out through the mouth breath will calm the central nervous system, get that cortisol to recede. And then, and she could tap back into that prefrontal cortex she has underneath that wonderful broccoli and then stay present. So, you know, she was like, all right, I can do this for one day back to the present, back to the present. Cause if she was already worried, I never should have done this. What if this is going to stink? Then she's so worried about the past and the future. So she was bringing herself back to the present moment. What a, what a joy, what a wonderful thing. What a joy. You knew I'm that, so, right? When you wrote that, when you wrote the, she took a breath, you thought all those things. 100%. I just got so bummed out realizing that I didn't use, because isn't broccoli, like, don't they call it a crown of broccoli? I have heard that. Yeah. I didn't that, use that in it, my children's it? book. Isn't it a crown of broccoli? Like, or is it just a head of broccoli? Oh, is that a uh, Look it up right now. Because here's the thing. What a dang bummer if I wrote a children's book about a princess with broccoli for hair and never used the crown oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Parts of broccoli. Crowns, florets, <laughs> spears, and more. Because I was thinking of whatever the floret or florette is. I did it's, not. But I, I call it florette. But. Okay. So a crown of broccoli refers to the flowery head of the broccoli I plant, which is the part use, that most is commonly eaten, Julie. I didn't use crown for a princess that has broccoli for hair. Okay. Let's keep reading. It's okay. What a acceptance, <laughs> acceptance, yes. right? That's how it's supposed to be. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Broccoli Punzel made good use of her scissors that day. Field workers, merchants, and children alike received handfuls of broccoli from their princess. She didn't have much to say, but they did. They had questions, so many questions. She took lots of deep breaths and answered them as best she could. 
She laughed. They laughed with her. They loved her. She walked home that evening smiling to herself. Just one day. Surprisingly, it was a good day. That was really good. Okay, did we did we already establish, and again, being very serious, did we already establish earlier in the book that her, her hair replenishes immediately or something? Oh, what do we say? She has to trim the moldy ends. Uh-huh. Sleep in the fridge to keep it from wilting. No, I don't think we ever did establish it. Okay. Which right? Is- just wash it. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I was just curious if she's going to run out and then all of a sudden we're dealing with somebody that's selfish and that sort of thing. She won't. That's not how plants work. It's gonna. Be, that's not how hair works, Tony. It's going to be fine. Oh, see, I don't even know about that. This hair you speak of. <laughs> that's right. You don't. <laughs> no, I don't. It's been a long time. Okay. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. With midnight approaching, Broccoli Punzel paced her room. She stopped mid-stride, catching her reflection in the mirror. Her bush of broccoli looked like we could have done her crown of broccoli. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. It's That's so fine. Point. I don't yeah. even I, – I don't care. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Her bush of broccoli looked disheveled and uneven from all the cuts she'd made. She smiled. Bang. Don't change it, she said. The words tumbled out of Broccoli Punzel's mouth before Flora could even say hello. The princess put her hands on her head out of habit. They stared. It was so embarrassing. Flora nodded. They had so many questions, questions I didn't have answers to. But my broccoli, it made them so happy. I helped them, even though I'm so different. The fairy noticed the scissors lying on the dresser and smiled. You are different, Broccoli Punzel. Flora put her hands on either side of the girl's face. There is no one like you, and the magical truth is that's the way it's supposed to be. Broccoli Punzel took her hands off her head and wrapped them around Flora. She hugged her fairy godmother. She didn't feel worried. Flora whispered in her ear, You were made to be different, and so are they. The princess thought of the man with the bare feet and the boy with missing teeth. Okay, now now this is getting touching. It really is again, because for ADHD, even more so, I think, we have to accept that we were born to be completely different. Because uh, there are no, I feel like, two, no two flavors of ADHD that are exactly the same. Just like there's not that in reality, but so many people are trying to be the same, which mm-hmm. is a part of the problem. But we can't. I mean, we just can't. Even if we try, it, it's hard to do that. So you do start to feel like, what's wrong with me or I'm different? So yeah. now we're back to this is an, an ADHD a folk tale now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Broccoli Punzel stepped back. Flora, yes, dear? It just occurred to me, why haven't you changed your ears? I'm sure you could use your magic to do it. Flora smiled. You're right, I could, but I haven't for the same reason my mother wouldn't. Why is that? Broccoli Punzel asked. Bigger ears help me hear better. They help me hear people who need me. People like you crying alone at night needing a fairy godmother. She playfully brushed the girl's cheek. Did people stare? Broccoli Punzel asked. Of course they did, and they still do. Look at them. Flora pulled off her hat. They both laughed. There's some big ears. There's some, I will say that page, there's some serious and a lot of symbolism there for me. Is there really? Do you want to talk about that? Let me, this is the last page. Let me finish and then we'll talk. Okay. Okay. From that day forward, Broccoli Punzel felt different. She rinsed her hair in the sink, laughing as the water tickled her face. She trimmed its moldy ends, singing a happy tune. She even slept in the refrigerator once a week just to keep it from wilting. And at night, she dreamed of the life she was creating, broccoli and all. If the, villagers, if the villagers needed their princess, they could find her skipping around the streets with new friends. She was unusually kind, unusually happy, and she wasn't worried. The end. 
That that really is good, Julie. I know that I'm making a lot of jokes, but I really like the the message of not only is she different, but then she can also give so much to other people and normalize things to the maybe the less fortunate so that then they can just be and do. Well, and I just love so much because what's interesting is I I use this book actually as in one of my new keynotes to talk about elements of leadership. Okay. And what I love about fairy godmother, Flora, her backstory at the end that she ends up sharing where she says, where Broccoli Hunzel all of a sudden is like, wait, if you have a magic, why don't you, like your, your ears are insane. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You know? Yeah. And how her ears actually help her to hear other people better, right? Because I feel like we all have these different childhood excuse me, birth order, all these different things that make us have a different perspective. And it's really beneficial for some other people, but it's easy to feel frustrated that we don't have the life or the birth order or the biology or the whatever is someone else did, but we also wouldn't be able to serve the people we can with it. Like, that's why it's Mm -hmm. so important. And we're all one human, you know, I'm going to I was going to go religious there, but one human body is because all the experiences are so necessary um, to relate to people differently. Yeah. And just the part I love, I love, cause we've talked a lot about humor and we both really love humor a mm. lot. And we joke about things sometimes that aren't appropriate by, for a lot of people because like we joke about death and we joke about things. And, and yeah. I think a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people I think that have been through a lot of trauma actually joke about trauma a lot because it's really healing and like yes. good because it just is. I don't know. Because you're not afraid of it, that means yes. which is which is good. You've gotten to a level where it's it's comfortable enough to joke about. But what I wanted to also say on this page is I like that Broccoli Punzel says, do they stare? And she's like, of course they do. Look how big yeah. they are. And they laugh yes. about it. I love that because it's the normalizing of like sometimes there's this this old idea that's been taught of like we just tell everyone what they want to hear. Yes. We tell them, you're a winner. Oh, you it's the teacher's fault. You did a good job instead of, which I don't, I think is doing a disservice at yes. times yeah. that we don't actually say what's reality, which is there are going to be people in your life that do not like you yep. when you are authentically yourself. And there are going to also be people that don't like you. And maybe you should look at why they don't like you. And maybe there's even changes that you want to make. Like all of these things are true. It's never some all-inclusive statement like you're perfect exactly as you are. Well, I'm a huge proponent of self-compassion and that's huge for me because I do have a default of beating myself up a lot. Mm -hmm. There is – you also are never going to believe stuff if it's not reality. Right. You know, and so to say, so I just, I really love that her leadership in general in that book, because she's so, she owns it completely, but she's also not like, what? I don't notice your broccoli hair. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, really? Right? Yeah. 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 Like we can, that's when I know in a relationship that I feel like I belong and that there's trust is that we can talk about how things really are. It's like this, the same goes for like, if I'm playing pickleball and I do something really stupid and I chuck my paddle at the ground and I'm like, ah, that happens sometimes, you know? Uh-huh. I'm just like, ah. And when someone comes at me and is like, oh my gosh, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. When someone does that, I'm like, please stop. Yeah. Because it's like, we're not okay with negative emotion. We're not okay with dealing with reality. It's, no, it's okay that I did something stupid. And the way you're reacting makes me feel like you're uncomfortable 
That's it. With, How do I get rid of my discomfort? You're okay, right? So, right? Yeah, yeah. You're uncomfortable with the weakness I just showed. That's yes. what you're uncomfortable with. And so anyways, I just love those relationships and the, those, whether it's at work or at home where it's like, we can just talk about things as they are and not make them emotional. Mm-hmm. And if they well, are let- emotional, that's okay too. That's okay yeah. too. But like, it, but like just being able to talk about real life, I just so appreciate well, so, and I love that. And I, so that's, I love throwing out that anytime, what do we do with our discomfort? And then what do we do with other people's, you know, how do we manage their anxiety? And those are the things that if you look at it sometimes in those states, is that if somebody else does something and I say, it's okay, like, it's okay. That makes me feel better. The person saying it's okay. Cause if I say, how are you? And they say horrible, miserable, then that person may think, well, I don't know what to do with that. I just need to tell you it's okay. Cause I really don't want to do anything about it or I I'm kind of busy yeah. right now or, 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 and I, and I like telling this story of, so in the therapy model, I like act it's, you have to find purpose and values and then act in accordance with those. And it doesn't mean though, and it's, I think it's so much what you're saying. It doesn't mean that it will end it ever all works out great. And there's a, there's a lady that I was working with that got out of this really bad, emotionally abusive, you know, narcissistic ten- tendencies and traits marriage. And she's, and she went to hear a speaker that she really likes. Well, she got there and there were some of this person's family was there. And she said, and I just, I, I felt so anxious, but I really wanted to see this person. And so then she said, but I just felt so anxious. I got up and I left and I thought, oh man. But then she said, I started to leave and I thought, no, this is, this is, I'm taking action on a value and I'm going to be present and listen to this person. And then I love that she said, and she's like, and you know what? I didn't really get much out of it and it didn't really turn out so well, but she's like, but I was glad I did because I took action on the thing that mattered. And and that's in this model I like in acceptance and commitment therapy, you take action on value-based goals and purposes, and then you live a more fulfilling life and it will still come with the ups and downs, but you are living in accordance with your values. Cause I think it's right there with mm-hmm. you where that story, it, I, I know that she thought that if somebody would have said that story before that it's supposed to say, and then it was the greatest talk I've ever heard. And then I ended up connecting with mm-hmm. the speaker and I'm so glad I stayed. But in reality, she's glad she stayed, period. Like that was the yeah. right thing to do, but but it wasn't the magical moment. And and I think that's right. what we all anticipate that it has to be unless or else it wasn't it wasn't a good thing. And right. we're gonna have the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and like I remember talking to an audience of I think parents, this has been years, but they asked me you know, with your struggles, with your mental health, like what's one thing you advice, if you could give any one piece of advice to parents, what would you give them? And the thought that came to me for sure of things that I, I think would have been and are helpful is I just said, you being okay with negative emotion and teaching yeah. your kids that there's nothing wrong with having negative emotion and to lean yeah. into it. Yeah. That's like hard normalizing negative emotion. Yeah. For right? sure. It's hard for me, but just, just that we, that we don't have to be afraid mm. of negative. Cause that's emotion. where, that's where that's, even it, that's crippling. Well, even a, yeah. And even a good parent by saying, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. I'll take care of it. Even a good version of that is telling the kid, get put, put those emotions away. They're making me uncomfortable, you know? So I need you to do this to make me feel better as a parent. And, and, and so that's what, or it's I mean, fear yeah. of the parent that maybe my kid can't do it. Yeah, right? yeah. Which, well, then the parent still makes that a them thing. Well, I have not taught my kid that how to do it. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I just, how about you just be calm and it's not a big deal and everything will be okay. And then sometimes yeah. even as parents, we say, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him about it later. You know, the old, I'll do it later, but that gets me out of the discomfort now. Well, now right. everything's okay. Why am I going to talk to him? I don't want to bring it up. Right. It's just so, right. it's so interesting. Yeah. 
Okay. So see, look at your, your, your book ended up being our muse to talk not only about ADHD, but emotions and feelings. And just, just this whole idea of just like what makes you different makes you powerful. We could take that as an inclusive statement and everything that, you know what I mean? But I think, I think if you're looking at it, you can, it's, that's just been such a powerful thing for me to really lean into what and who I am and what I'm best at and become the best version of me. And it's been, cause there were, there've been times in my life when I absolutely hated who I was and how I was. And I think, man, if I could help any kid or parent, like that's the thing is even us adults, we're just little kids inside these big bodies. Like, oh yeah, it's not that different. The things that teenagers tell, I don't speak to teens a lot every once in a while when I do the things that they say they need or phrases they'd like to hear to feel like connected and, and worthwhile and stuff. It's like the exact same as like when I speak to internal auditors, they're like not even different. And it's just interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, we all want to feel like we're enough. Like we're worth your time. Like it doesn't change a lot. No, I don't think, you know, doesn't. and we all, cool. we all need each other, you know? So thanks for listening to my story. Oh yeah. So who are we talking to today then? HD2. I'll do it. Okay. All I right. Mean. You got it. Dear Danny. Boy or girl or who knows? You can only up to interpretation. There we go. Okay. I'm not like giving it. you a spelling. Nope. I hope that whatever you do in life, I hope that you know that you don't need to be afraid of having emotions like anger or sadness or embarrassment. That there's those are healthy and normal emotions to have. And I hope that you choose to to feel your feelings, to understand them, to write about them, and to make value-based decisions of the kind of person you want to be. And I just hope whatever you do, whatever you do in life, and I'll be here by your side as ADHD, I'm here. I just hope you know what makes you different, makes you powerful, and that you, you're awesome. Love ADHD. Love ADHD. I really want uh, better words at the end. Oh, no, it was was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. And when you, what'd you say there that made me chuckle a little bit? It was, I'll be here right by your side. It's like, trust me, you will literally never get rid of me. <laughs> ever. I know. Ever, well, for ever. a second, I was like, I was like, wait, who's narrating this game? And I was like, oh yeah, ADHD. And it's like, well, I'm never leaving you. That's no, for sure. You, yeah. So. I'll be here all the time. All <laughs> of it. In the middle of the night, when you're in the bathroom, on the way. I'm here, baby. Get used to me. <laughs> I'm here for way. it. I'm here for yeah. the party. Yep. Now yeah, feed me a little of them awesome. pills you like, and I'll and I'll focus a little bit for you. But but I'm a good time, so <laughs> that's <buckle> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's Anyways. a better one. All right. Love ADHD. Okay, Julie. Love have ADHD. an amazing week. Right. You too. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye.